Welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. I am Jenny Scott here with my co-host with the most, Dan the Mandaran. How are you, Dan? I am excited, Jenny. We are going to talk about one of my favorite topics that I can't learn enough about, and that's vibration, vibration training, and a topic I know is near and dear to your heart, and that's sports performance. I know. I'm so excited for our guest today. Yes. So we are going to talk with somebody who's all about sports performance. Mr. Ian Mack is with us. Hi, Ian. Hi, guys. So Ian is the the founder of Tomahawk Science, which is in Chicago, and he works with all kinds of athletes. So from pretty much any major sport that you can think of, he works with athletes. Um, I I understand, Ian, a lot of what you're doing is hockey right now. Yeah, summer summer season for us is hockey and basketball, Um, usually from somewhere mid-April to September 15th. That's like the NHL and NBA offseason. Um, so we'll run some programs out of Chicago during that time. Um, and then winter, we're a little bit in warmer weather. Perfect. So he's all about the seasonality of sport guys. That's huge. But Ian is also a specialist that works with power plate, right? Yeah. And power plate is a vibration therapy company. Um, now Ian, tell us about your role with power plate. What do you do with power plate? So with the actual company, I don't, I don't do anything. What, what, we do, what we do with the power plates is we have around 10 of them and we use them with all of our athletes. We use them every day. We use them before we get going in the middle of us going and then right after. Um, and then at the end of our season, usually we just make sure that all our guys have a plate with them for their season um, so they can keep their bodies going and do everything they need to do for their pretty tedious seasons that happens every year. I think NHL and NBA both run 82 game seasons. They try to get through 82 games in, I don't know, maybe six months of playing seven months. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot, it's pretty crammed in. So we're always trying to like figure out different ways just to give them a little bit of an edge over who they're competing with and help them recover better and warm up better and prime their body better. So power plate's been huge for us, just figuring out different ways to give them an edge. And that's one of them. Very cool. All right, so we'll get into the vibration therapy in just a sec here, but let's talk about you. How did you start in <laughs> sports performance and how did you get to where you are now, Ian? Yeah, so, so I'm actually originally from Syracuse, New York, or like upstate New York. Um, I grew up near in Syracuse, Onondaga, back and forth. Onondaga is a Native American reservation that's up there. Um, and I was in foster care for a while. So I bounced around to a lot of different places, uh, a lot of different homes. And then uh, when I got in high school, I had a little bit more of a stable home for, you know, four years there and going into my last year of school, I used to live pretty close to the university or like Manly Fieldhouse and Manly Fieldhouse at the time was where 
men's basketball, women's basketball, the sports that Syracuse trained. And I used to sneak into the weight room because I didn't have a gym membership when I was like, <laughs> at like 5 a.m. every day. And I would leave at like six to make sure I didn't get caught. And then they got a new strength coach in there. And he caught me in there one day and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I come in here every day to work out. And he was like, I'm the first person in here. I was like, you're not. I was like, I'm in here before you ever get <laughs> nice. and, he, and he was like, and you clean up after yourself? I said, yeah. And he's like, you want a job? And I was like, well, yeah, doing what? And he's like, uh, cleaning up the weight room for me. I was like, yeah, sure. So I, my first job was cleaning the weight room at Manly Fieldhouse at Syracuse University with like men's and women's basketball. And then I got lucky enough to have a good relationship with the head strength coach. So he kind of advised me on like what I needed to study in school and where to go to college. And then uh, I got a job working with men's basketball there. Um, and then after that, I, I got lucky again and got a job with Olympic men's basketball and was on their sports science staff for Canada. Oh, wow. Um, for some years. And luckily enough, that's like one of the more premier staffs in the whole world. Looking back on it, like it was everybody from Sam Gibbs to Charlie Weingroff um, uh-huh. and Alex McKechnie's out of the Toronto. So I got to, you know, work alongside some of the best people in the field when I was really young and learn a lot. Um, and then about four years ago or so, five years ago, I opened up a sports science lab in Chicago. And we just say we're we're like a third party sports science consultancy. We represent the best interests of the players, which sometimes can be conflicting to what's best for the team, sure. the best interest for the team. So we just help them get like the right training, the right treatment. We set them up with the right docs. We run all their labs. Um, we get second opinions if we need to. And then we communicate with the agents teams, whatever they need from there. Very cool. Very I'm comprehensive a, practice. I'm seeing a movie here. Anybody else seeing that? There's there's little Ian sneaking in to the weight room in the morning, you know, and then 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 kind of some big tall person standing over the top and go, "What are you doing here?" (laughs) Well, sir, I'm I'm just trying to get a workout in, and you know, and I'll fast forward right to to this success story. I'm seeing a movie. Kurt Warner, we got Ian Mack. (laughs) We just got to come up with the yeah. We got to come up with the actors. We got to come up with the lineup. Be pretty late. You got to find some tall ones. So, you know, Ian, you mentioned earlier uh, vibration and power plate and how do you, you utilize it with your athletes and so forth. Can you uh, tell us a little bit more about what is vibration therapy and what are some of the, the ways that you use it? Yeah, so it, if you look at the literature, like people should be going on PubMed to check stuff out, but what it's going to be Absolutely. under, it's, it's not going to be under vibration therapy. It's going to be under whole body vibration. Um, so just in case anybody wants to check any of that stuff, whole body vibration. Um, and really it's, it's, it's a vibrating platform that moves in three different directions and it's used to destabilize the body. So any, anytime you destabilize the body, your reflexes turn on and your nervous system responds by stimulating a bunch of different systems in the body, like balance and coordination are probably the two most obvious of those. Um, a lot of, like a lot of gyms have them and it seems like nobody really leverages them how they're supposed to like big box gyms. Like you see them in the corner, they have dust on them. Nobody uses them. And then yeah. you walk, if you walk into like an NFL performance place or an NBA place, they're using them every single day. We use them every single day. So it's kind of funny that they like, they're out there and it's like a secret weapon that people don't really know about. So like you're looking for, to give your guys an advantage. It's definitely one of them because not everybody's using them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, like, interestingly enough, they, they keep finding out it does more and more stuff than they originally thought. So like the mid, maybe in the mid 90s, it's like a Soviet or Russian 
cosmonaut that was going into space. He was trying to break like the world record. I think he was going to stay up there for like, I don't remember, maybe 350 or 400 days or something like that. And uh, their concern, because he was going to be in zero gravity for so long, was he was going to be really deconditioned and he was going to lose bone mineral density. He was going to atrophy and he was going to be really deconditioned when he got back. So they actually built this plate for like the Russian space program for their astronauts. And uh, it came back and when he came back down, they put him on it and it worked. And then they found out that it did a bunch of other things too um, than they originally thought. So it's pretty, it's a pretty cool tool. Um, it's definitely underutilized right now, but its origin story is kind of cool too. Like just coming from the space program and then leveraging it inside of like fitness and sport performance. Like it's pretty cool. Absolutely. You know, now Dan and I both love vibration. He has a power plate. I have a power plate, like, but it's different. One thing I want to point out too, for our listeners, it's different than an oscillation plate. Cause yeah. I have a portable power plate, like one that has a bag and I can carry it. And I used to work out with some of my friends in their garage and I would take it with me and we'd use it. And then one day I went over there and he had something similar. And I was like, what is that? And he was like, oh, it's a power, it's a vibration plate. And I looked at it. I was like, no, it's not. Because yeah. <laughs> a vibration plate, right, oscillates. It's like a teeter totter. Whereas, yeah. like you mentioned, a vibration plate vibrates. Vibrates is the key in three um, three directions. Yeah, so yeah. Very different th three ways, or they'll call it like triplanar motion. It'll be up, down, forward, back, and left and right. And mm -hmm. it'll have a couple different settings. One of them is frequency, and that's basically like how quickly it can go through its cycle. And then amplitude. And amplitude is more like uh, the displacement from top to bottom. So mm -hmm. it could be going up and down a couple millimeters. And then that's, you put those two things together and then you get your G-force um, or gravitational force. And that's, uh, that's kind of what the space program is using it for. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program for another ISSA rapid review. Julian C. had this to say about our certified personal training course. ISSA is an excellent platform to use for fitness and health education. The course materials were easy to understand. There are multiple aids to help you study. And once you pass your certification, they'll help you in any way they can to get your career started. I highly recommend it. Julian, thanks so much. Get out there and get to training. You know, one of the, the what, things that I find fascinating about using whole body vibration is my understanding, Ian, is that it can be used for movement preparation. It can be used for skills like you mentioned, balance and so forth. It can be used for strength. It can be used for recovery. So it's a, it's a tool that can be used for many different things rather than kind of a one trick pony. Is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So for prepping your body, like basically I call it like pre-activation and standing on the plate and turning it on, it helps us get ready to work out or run fast, jump high, whatever we need to do. And really what you want with your tissue is you want it to be like supple or stretchy or elastic or like Tom Brady's group calls it pliable. But those are all like pretty similar words. And the example that we like to give our guys is bow and arrow. So the tissue is like the bow and the further you can pull it back, obviously the faster you can shoot the arrow forward. So if you're using it for athletic performance, uh, we use it every single day with hundred percent of our guys before they even get into their movement prep series, um, because it really can prep the body for that. And it's stuff that if we're not doing it, we feel like we're leaving something off the table. So uh, you can use it for that. You can use it for 
you know, you said weight loss, weight loss is something like increasing people's metabolic rate. I think Mayo Clinic did a really great study on it. They gave it an NEAT stamp, which is like a, a increased thermogenic effect. Um, and they've shown like a visceral body fat loss from using it. And then that'll kind of roll into like the hormonal stuff that they've talked about. They've shown big increases in growth hormone um, by using it. So we'll use that post-workout as well. And one of the reasons we're using it post-workout is if we can increase growth hormone and like suppress cortisol, that's a positive thing for our guys. Cause we're already at the high end of stress yeah. and we're training our guys like five, six days a week. So if we can like increase their ability to recover, that might be more valuable than anything else that we do the whole time. And then they've also found like delayed onset muscle soreness. Like if you step on the plate for a couple of minutes after workout, like that drastically decreases. And that's something else that's huge because the sports are so advanced now, like in the skill of them, like in, in skating, you can't have guys like hobbling around all the time because they can't then go on the ice and work on their skating mechanics. So like you can be as strong as you want, but if you can't move through your full motion and you can't actually get in your skating mechanic, then you're not going to become a better skater. You're just going to be better in the weight room. And that's, that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure they're better at their actual sport. Absolutely. Yeah. Really good point. There's a lot that goes into programming for not just sports, but in general as well with people. Now you mentioned, and you're absolutely right. There's a lot of gyms out there that are starting to get things like power plates in their facilities. I've worked at a couple gyms that got them. They gave us a one hour session on it with somebody from the company. And then, you know, a couple of people would use them every now and again, but again, they were in the corner, like you said, over against the wall where like members and stuff would come step on and be like, what is this? Right. I don't know how to use this. And then what that one trainer, I kept seeing one trainer who everything that they taught us in the session, he kept doing it with every client. And I'm like, but that's not all you can do, first of all. And second of all, that's not for everyone, right? Yeah. But how can a personal trainer utilize a, a whole body vibration device with their clients? Out, like we know, obviously, the types of things they can do with the strength training, the recovery, the blood flow, the stretching, things like that. But what are some great ways that they can just start to incorporate that with clients? So I, what, I like, what I like doing with people is I don't tell any of our guys what it does. I just say, step on it turn it on. We give them like a pretty low frequency. We'll say like 30 low and have them step on it, stretch around, do whatever feels good for three or four minutes. And then we get off and just ask them how they feel. And a hundred percent of them then love it and then want to use it and then want to get one at home. Um, I think trainers can use it as trainers can use it for a bunch of things, but one of them that's like less science and more the art of training is if you have them on initially for five or eight minutes, that's a good time to do your inventory with them. So obviously you're going to ask them what they've been eating. Have they been sleeping, drinking water, whatever your other checklist of 20 things that you go over with your client every single day. It's a good time to take inventory. It's also a good time to see how they slept last night and how they're feeling today. Cause then you have a better understanding of if you should push them or not. Like you can write out the best program ever. And if somebody comes in and they're not feeling good, you're obviously not going to push them through all of those sets because you're just not going to get anything out of it. So mm -hmm. from the art side of it, I would say it's a good time where you can get a lot done because their brain doesn't need to do anything. It's working off like subconscious or local reflex. So their brain can actually be engaged with you talking to you while their body's getting warmed up and their central nervous system's getting warmed up. Um, so that's the art of it, but the science of it, I, I would say you should probably be having them do some form of lower body movements on it. 
um, some form of variation squat, whether that's plie or uh, some kind of split stance on it and some kind of rotation with the upper body. Um, and then really whatever program you have them doing, it's just gonna enhance that. So if you like, if you can normally do 25 push-ups and you wanna go over on the power plate and try to do it, you're probably gonna be able to get 15. You know, so yeah. it's another way also, like I originally, I used to use it with our clients. If somebody showed up late and I, we only <laughs> had like 35 minutes, I'd be like, all right, we're going to do the whole workout on the plate now. And that's what I did when I first, yeah. like 12 years ago, I lost 60 pounds and my trainer had a power plate in our gym. And yeah, like every other workout yeah. we were on the power plate, 90%, I would be tore up too, but yeah. it did feel different. Yeah. yeah. We sold 20 minute sessions, power plate sessions for 20 yeah. minute sessions yep. uh, yeah. at a club I was uh, managing in. Uh, that was all you needed. I mean, that was more yeah. than what you needed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I wasn't doing full on sport performance with our guys right now, I probably would have opened a power plate studio because <laughs> sometimes those studios, it'll take like an hour and a half to do a class. And I'm like, no, no, you could do it in 35 minutes on a plate, 30 minutes, 35 minutes, and you can get more done in less time. And right now with yeah. how everyone's schedule is like, that's only going to become more valuable down the road. Absolutely. And I was curious too, you said it, that you don't really tell your athletes what, what the vibration plate does. Um, yeah. I was wondering, there is a lot of science and so much evidence showing how this works and that it, that it works. But I was wondering just that, do you actually explain to people what it does or do you just know it and kind of use it as you're creating programs and, and putting them through things? I'll, I, I'll normally communicate with trainers why it works a little bit, but people who normally come in, I just, I'll take them through it once or twice. And they'll be like, wow, this is like more challenging than normal. Cause pe people aren't coming in and saying things like, people are normally coming in saying things like I want to feel better. They're not yeah. coming in saying I want to increase my myofibril count and have a denser muscle. You know, they're not, that's <laughs> nothing. I, I've been training 20 years. I've never heard somebody say that they're like, yeah. I want to feel better. I want to move better. I want to lose some weight. I want to gain some strength. So it's very like top level stuff that they're coming in asking for. And they're, they're paying you to have and know the information. That doesn't mean they need it or want it, but it's definitely good as a trainer to have it, to be able to communicate it if you want. But luckily with power play, like there's been thousands of peer reviewed studies on it. Thousands. Like they have, like, they don't know the mechanism exactly for why the growth hormone secretes more after using it but it's been proven that it does like the rates were huge. It was like in the hundreds of percents larger and they're still not sure why, but it works. So because of that, people are using it and people are starting to leverage it. And I used to joke around and be like, Hey guys, if, it, if it's good enough for the space program, it's good enough for us. <laughs> All right. they're, they're using this on astronauts. Like they'll help us run faster, jump higher. It's fine. I promise. You know, <laughs> what you just mentioned Ian about, you know, uh, what they want to know and how much information you share, the science stuff and who you share it with reminds me of a saying that I think we have a mutual friend, Scott Hobson. Yeah. And uh, Scott <laughs> always Scott says, uh, he taught me this, give them what they ask for, sneak in what they need and keep yep. the smarts under the table. Yep. Yep. For sure. Love that. Love all that. Scott's great. Um, smarts under the table is really important for a lot of different reasons. And a variation of that that I've heard is when you start working with somebody, give them, you know, 90% what they want, 10% what they need. And when they trust you, you can flip that. Oh, and I like that. Then it's 90, 10 the other way. Um, but part, you know, like we talk about science a lot, and but the art of training as well is like keeping people engaged, uh, keeping it fun, being able to change things around. And if people aren't going to stick to a program, no matter how great it is, it's not going to work.
Yeah, absolutely. Wise people, words. Yeah, people have to feel engaged. They have to feel like they're getting something out of it. But yeah, it's, it's always fun. You can give them cool technology to go along with it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Ian, I'm, 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 there's so much brilliance. Uh, and I mean this, that the, for the listeners out there, if you're new to the industry, you know, 10 years from now, you're going to replay what Ian's saying and you're going to really be able, be able to connect the dots. Uh, what you're hearing is a lot of experience in how you build your business, how you interact with your clientele and your athletes and so forth. What I think is really impressive and what I came to, to learn about you, Ian, is that you mentor young folks, uh, young athletes, young, uh, you know, the younger generation. And for them to be able to experience this and to experience the give them what they ask for and so forth. But I would love to learn more. And I would love for our listeners to learn more about what you're doing with young athletes, you know, in their sports performance and what kind of impacts have you seen on their game and their life? Yeah. So I guess we'll go life first because I think that's a little more valuable. And sure. a lot of the guys that we get are very special and very gifted and are going to have long successful careers in their sport. But we, we work with a foundation called Just a Kid Foundation. And Jacob Burke, who's one of my really good friends who I met a long time ago with Canada Basketball, um, they, he runs it and they go into underdeveloped countries like Sudan, South Sudan, Ethiopia. They, it's like Middle East, North Africa, so like MENA. And they'll host basketball camps, they'll build basketball courts, and then they mentor young aspiring players, and then we'll bring them over to the United States, we'll get them scholarship at these high schools, which is, that's not the hard part, because they're so good at their sport, that people are pretty excited to have them in as athletes, mm -hmm. but they come over here, and they're, they're straight A students, they, they'll have 15, 20 scholarship offers within a year of them being in the United States, and wow. it's amazing, they get such good grades, because it's like their third language. So yeah. like when we first started working with them, the other kids that we had, they were American. They were getting like B's and C's in school. I was like, what is your problem? Like these guys are over, like <laughs> you're not delivering what they're delivering. And we've been lucky to work with that foundation. We've raised money for them. We've, we've uh, helped them build some of the stuff. We've ran some camps. Some of our older guys, some of our professional athletes that are a little further along in their like financial careers are able to like give back to those programs. Um, they do it pretty quietly. People don't even know about it, but they'll, they'll put a ton of money. Like Patrick Kane puts a decent amount of money into these programs to like help build these courts all over the world, um, which is a pretty cool project because he's not a basketball player. He's not from Africa. Um, he's just somebody who's trying to help out. And the kids are just so great. And Jacob actually owns a professional team in Australia as well, which is the uh, Adeline 36ers. And that's where Josh Giddy, who's a rookie in the NBA, where he came from. Okay. And Jacob now has some of the kids that went through his whole program, went to college, and now they're playing for his pro team. So it's been pretty cool to be a part of that over the last, you know, 10 years or so and just see it grow and, and see how much basketball can be developed all over the world, especially in those parts in Africa that just didn't have the opportunity previously. Yeah, really cool. And do you do a lot of mentorship outside of their sports, like not just their schoolwork or anything like that? Like what about mental training and like that performance mental toughness aspect? Yeah, for sure. So we spend so much time with them. I mean, we're with them like three, four hours a day because we moved into the old attack athletics in Chicago where the basketball courts next to us. So they're with us for a good two hours. They're doing their therapy, their treatment, their training, their recovery, and they're on the basketball court for two hours or so. 
And then we're usually going to some form of like lunch, food, nutrition after that. And then they, they go home and rest. And then like one last year, one day a week, like Riley Sheehan was one of our guys. He plays for the Seattle crack and he's in the NHL. Now he was taking them to dinner like every Wednesday, just to kind of like oh, wow. talk to them, have conversations with them. And like it, the older guys are really great. They're really helpful. They mentor them a lot. Um, but just being around them, being able to kick ideas around, we took them to a baseball game. Like they didn't have baseball over there before. And we know some of the guys that are, uh, pretty high up in ownership for like the White Sox. So they left us some tickets. They left uh, me some tickets. Um, and we all got to go over there and check the game out. And it's pretty exciting. They were disappointed though, because nobody hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs> like we wanted to see what it's like to be in the stadium for a home run. So it's just funny. Like they're, they're, they're young kids, you know, you just forget sometimes that they're 16, 17, 18 years old because they're, they're seven foot one, seven foot two. Like, yeah, wow. you forget, but they're still 16, 17. They're still babies. Wow. Um, so it's, it's nice to be a positive part of their life for sure. That's awesome. Kind of a final question for you, Ian. Uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating field that you work in. And, and it's not something where there's a whole lot of folks doing what you do. Clearly, you really stand mm-hmm. out. But in the world of sports performance or athletic training, uh, not everybody's going to have the opportunity to sneak into a gym and meet the owner and build a career on that. What advice would you give to our listeners out there who maybe are, are, have become inspired to work with professional athletes or to work with athletes to, to pursue a specialty or a career in sports performance? What advice would you give them? Um, I would say there's a lot more sports that are out there besides baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. There's, there's so many other cool, interesting sports that are up and coming. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too married to whatever you played growing up. I would try everything, like try to work with volleyball players, try to work baseball, try to work a little bit of everything and and see what you like, see what you don't like. You're going to run into like different personality types. You're going to run into cultural differences. You're going to run into some sports are more ego driven based on the country where the top guys are from. Um, don't worry too much about initial financial compensation. If you can get a job with a sports team, even if it's for a little bit less than you were working, doing personal training or general population should try that. And really it's like, you're almost doing process of elimination because you're not going to find what you like right away. You're going to find a bunch of things you don't like, but that's a win. That's a good thing. That means, you know, you don't want to work for yeah, high school men's basketball in the US. It's just not what you want to do because you tried it and you didn't like it. Um, and I think if you get outside of that and you try a bunch of different things, I think that that'll get you closer to the answer. And then another thing with training is there are times where it can be really challenging. So if you get in those times where it's really dark or really challenging, that's not the time to make the decision. Um, because there's pros and cons to everything. Like when I used to teach education for newer trainers, I used to tell them if getting up at 5 a.m. and taking a train to take another bus to get to the gym for your 6 a.m. and that person doesn't show up, if that's going to ruin your day, don't become a trainer. Yeah. There, there, there's heavy pros and cons to what we do. So you kind of have to like weigh those out, but you don't know them until you go through them. So it's like, don't make irrational, emotional decisions. Just kind of get through everything and then take a step back kind of log a little bit like journal and reflect when you get the opportunity to. Um, And the only other thing I would say is to listen to the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. I would say that is invaluable for anybody on the planet, especially a young trainer. And that doesn't have anything to do with sport performance, but it has to do with like living in the now and kind of really understanding like yourself 
and the difference between yourself and ego and feeling good about it and living right where you are and, and being able to help other people and help yourself. I love it. Wow. I love it. Jenny, I'm telling you, follow ISSA for more life tips. This, this, this goes way beyond just personal training or sports performance. This, yeah. these, are, these are lessons in life. And you, you guys put out a really great course this year, right? With life coaching as well? Yeah, with health coach. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's another thing I think that young trainers should be trying to expand their toolbox with courses like that, as opposed to just the traditional athletic performance, you know, like three-day athletic performance class. It's like I think that's there's value in that, but there's also more valuable, more value if you can get into like life coaching from the standpoint of just understanding everything that you guys teach in that and then use it in your day-to-day activities or interactions with your clients. I love it. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why we created that course, because there's so much more to fitness than just exercise, right? How you move your body. Um, Because if all the rest of it isn't in place, then the the exercise is moot. It doesn't do anything for you, right? Except for just break you down a little bit. Um, Now, Ian, thank you so much for sharing all your insight with us, not only about the vibration, whole body vibration therapy, but also about sports performance. That's something, again, I'm very, very passionate about, and I absolutely love it. If I ever, Dan, mark my words, if I ever leave ISSA, look for Ian Mack. I'm going to be right there with it. (laughs) I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Yeah, and I think you're about the same height, too, so that'll work out really well. I'm a little short. I'm I'm six feet tall. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening, and as always, we remind you to make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon. (laughs) 